welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to the Spirit-filled Word by David Entry. A time to hear God's Word is a time to be visited. May you receive a visitation as you listen to this message. Be blessed. Romans chapter 3 verse 23 For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set, has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare the righteousness, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God, to declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness, that, that, he, that he might be just and the justifier, or justifier of, of him who, believes, who believeth in Jesus. Where is boasting then? It is excluded. But uh, by what law? Of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is just justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. Seeing it is one God, who shall justify the circumcision by faith and the uncircumcision through faith. Here ends the reading of God's holy word. Shall we pray? Father, thank you for bringing us together for the purposes of experiencing you, for the purposes of hearing from you, for the purposes of enjoying you, and for the purposes of growing in you. All to your glory. As your word is taught, Holy Spirit, the teacher of truth, the only source of true, genuine truth. As I teach your word all around, anyone listening in this building and beyond, those in the viewing centers and those in their homes all around the world, and those who even listen to the mes- this message later, let Christ be revealed. Amen. Let the scripture speak. And let revelation come. Thank you. you, In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, the cross is Easter Friday. And it is the biggest, most important celebration in Christianity. Easter is the most important celebration. If Christians are to have any celebration, really the most important one is Easter. Because Easter is all the the death of Christ is what gives meaning to his human existence. The main reason why Jesus came on earth is for the purpose of dying. That's why he came. He came on earth to die. 
But pastor, everybody who comes on earth dies. No, he, his dying was different from our dying. Because according to John chapter 10, he said, I lay down my life. All others who die, they don't lay down their lives. Because if you lay down your life, you should be able to take it up. Even if you, anyone who commits suicide didn't lay their life down. They were killed. They were, their lives was taken from them. They took, they took their lives. That's why I say he took his life. But Jesus' life was not taken from him. He laid down his life. In John chapter 19, he told Pontius Pilate, Pontius Pilate, are you not, said, Don't, are you not answering me? Do you know who you are talking to? Do you know who you are dealing with? Are you not answering me? Hey, don't you know the enormity and the gravity of the reason why you are standing here? And I'm talking to you, talk back to me. He said, hey, I have the power <laughs> to kill you, release you, or the power to crucify you. He made Jesus speak out. Jesus said, you have no power at all over me, except it be given to you. You, you have no power. So stop boasting and go ahead with your job. <laughs> go ahead with your job. Because the, the death of Christ was not accidental. The death of Christ was planned. It was a planned thing. Who planned it? Oh, some wicked men planned it. Yes, they did. Bible says that in John, Acts chapter 4, from verse 27, I think so, 27, it says that they, they took counsel together. So they planned. Bible, when you read in Matthew, in John, in Luke, it says that they planned how they might kill him. Yeah, so in, in, in John, it says that against your holy, your holy servant Jesus Christ, who you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people, were gathered together. Verse 28, were gathered to, to do whatever your, your, your hand and purpose have determined to be done beforehand. And one of the verses talks about how they took counsel. All right, and then when you read in the Gospels, Bible said, even when Lazarus resurrected from the dead, they say, you see, more people are going to there. So they even planned more to kill him. Yeah, uh, the, the King James says that for to do whatever thy hand and thy counsel is determined. That's not the one I'm talking about. So they actually planned to kill him. So the, the Bible says that they, they conspired. It's so strong in the book of John, in the book of Matthew, in the book of Luke. They planned to the extent that when Lazarus resurrected from the dead, they say, you see, more people are going to, if we don't get rid of this guy, he's going to bring us problems. So his death was not accidental. They, they, they planned it. Then from, the, from that day forth, they took counsel together to put him to death. Talking about the leaders of the people. So Jesus' dying on the cross was, was intentional. People sat down and planned it. But they, they were the secondary planners. There was a primary planner. <laughs> there was a primary, a primary planner. That is what Acts chapter 4 verse 28 says. They, they, they did what God. Bible says that they, uh, whatever the hand of God and his counsel determined to be done. In Acts chapter 2 verse 
23, Acts chapter 2, verse 23, Bible says that Jesus Christ, him, being delivered by the determined counsel and the foreknowledge of God. So it was God's, God has already determined that at this particular time, Nothing late and nothing earlier. That's why there were so many assassination attempts on his life earlier, but it was all futile. In fact, in John chapter, when, when in Luke chapter 4, when he started his ministry, the, early, the first preaching he did in his hometown, they, they, took stones, they took him to the brow of the hill to stone him, to kill him. In Luke chapter 4, from verse 28, 29, the Bible said they took him to go and kill him, to stone him. They took him to the, but he just walked and went away. When he got there, just, okay. Yeah, he walked away because he said, I laid down my life. You can't kill me. But his death had to be at a particular time and in a particular way. And all that was the planning of God. So when Pontius Pilate, verse 13 of, I think, Acts chapter, John chapter 19, when he was determined in himself to release him, it didn't work. He, had, he said, he said, I have authority to release you. And now he was determined to let Jesus go. He attempted to release his father, verse 12. For from henceforth, Pilate sought to release him. But it was unsuccessful. In Acts chapter, I think chapter 4, verse 13 or so, of chapter 4, when Bible says that they denied the Holy One, when, even when Pilate was determined to let him go, they denied the, 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 they requested a murderer to be released. It says that, but he denied the Holy One and the just and de- desired a murderer to be granted to you. And he says that even when Pilate was determined to let him go, they said, give us Barabbas and crucify Jesus. Pilate determined to release him, but it wasn't in his power. It was in his political power, but it wasn't in his, the, the plan of God. He says that the God of Abraham, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son, Jesus, whom ye delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined. So Pilate was, he had planned that these this guys, I won't kill this man. I won't care what they are doing. Let's just go through the procedure. It's like you're going for an interview and they know they won't give you the job. They're just going to, they know their job is gone. So the same way, he said, no, let's just go through the procedure because this guy is not lucky. We'll release him. We'll release him. Like some information come up about some politician. He said, oh, let him make noise, but it will go. He just take it. So Pilate was determined. He chooses who dies. So he was determined that, ah, for once, this guy, he won't die. But it wasn't, it wasn't in his power. Why? Because God has planned it. When God plans it, who can cancel it? So the death of Jesus was according to people who planned it, two groups. First group was the secondary planners. That's what we see when you watch the Passion of the Christ. You will never see the original planner. <laughs> The original planner is God himself. He, he planned the death of Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ came on earth to die. The primary reason for his coming on earth would have been nullified, neutralized, invalidated if he had not gone to the cross. The main reason, he said, to this end came I, 
to this, to this end was I born. He was born for a purpose. He came on this earth to die on the cross. He came so he would go straight to the cross to redeem humanity from sins. So Jesus Christ, I want you to understand that when some people say, but how can God be so cruel and allow Jesus to die on the cross? That's why I'm teaching this message. Because it was the plan of God. God, in fact, in Isaiah, they had a conference in heaven. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And I think some angels were also there. God had a conference. End of year conference. <laughs> That's just a joke. He had a conference. And God said, whom shall I send? And who will go for me? And the whole Bible talks about how the heavens was quiet. And there's a song. And then the heavens became quiet. And the voice said, send me, I will go. You remember that song? Yeah. I know you will know it. You should have gotten born again a bit earlier. <laughs> when you read, it says that there was silence in heaven. That's once he said that there was silence in heaven. And a voice said, send me. Here I am. Send me. I will go. Yeah. Also, I heard a voice saying, uh, who shall I send? And who will go? Then he said, here I am. There's an, an, another version, in, not a version, but in Isaiah, one of the, he said there was silence in heaven. But he said, send me and I will go. So, watch this. He said, send me. So when he came on earth, in Hebrews, he said, um, uh, sacrifices and offerings. Hebrews, is it Hebrews chapter 5 verse 9? No, it can't be 5, 9. So it's 10, rather Hebrews chapter 10 from verse 5 down or somewhere there. It talks about sacrifices, or chapter 1, right? Yeah, it says that, above all, yeah, he said, sacrifices and offerings, and don't forget this text, okay? And offerings and burnt offerings for sins thou wouldest not. Neither has, uh, neither has pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Give me New King James, please. Previously saying, sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings, and offerings for sins, you did not desire, nor had pleasure in them. He he wasn't interested in this. Can you imagine you are sacrificing every God? God is not interested. When you are feeding a child, sometimes it depends on what food the child likes. Some food, some children don't like, give you, they they will will continue playing. But other food, when you say, they will begin to come. Yeah. There are certain sacrifices God... He said, don't worry, don't worry. Let, let them go ahead, but this is not, I'm not interested. But he commanded them to do it. But why did he do that? I'm going to tell you why. So they were offering sacrifice he wasn't interested in. Why is he not interested? He had, he had no pleasure. This thing doesn't, it doesn't do it for me. It, it, this, this thing you offer doesn't do it for me. It doesn't do it for me. God said, all these things. So Jesus said, look at verse 9. Look at verse 9. Then said I, Behold, Behold, I come to do your will, O God. He has taken away the first that he might establish the second. The first way of doing things, he said it wasn't working. So he had to come and take away the. 
So all the sacrifices that were happening in the Old Testament, including Isaac, if his father had sacrificed him, he wouldn't have done it. He wouldn't have done it. The sacrifices of bulls, the sacrifices of goats, the, the uh, heap offerings, the sin offerings, the uh, 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 festivals, all those, those sacrifices, they, they never did it for God. They never did it for God. People who walked with God like Moses, after they sacrificed it, they went back home, they knew that, no, they think this thing doesn't work. And it always left a question on their hearts and their minds. It's like you are giving a key to a room. And that's not a room for the key. The key for the room. You go and you put it, it doesn't, it doesn't open. You know, you've tried it and then you say, okay, you take it, use it like that. And then you get there, the key didn't open, but they press something and the door open. Now, when you enter, you know the key was just like, it's just, just like a representative, it, dummy. It's a dummy key. It's a, I like that. It's a dummy key. So how come a dummy key got the job done? When you go in, you won't boast about the key, you know. You, you can't boast about the key because you know this key, it really doesn't work. <laughs> this key doesn't work. It's, yeah. It's like display mobile phones. Dummies. Dummies. The sacrifices, all the sacrifices were dummies. And Jesus said that in the, in the, in the volume of the book is written for me. A body has that prepared for me. I've come to do your will. What makes you happy? What? Oh. What? So why did Jesus come? I said something. Why did Jesus come? Why did he come on earth? Or oh, can you? Why did he come on earth? Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Let this man be you, which was in Christ Jesus, who, though in the in form of God, not count equality with God, something to grasp on, but made himself of no reputation and became a, a servant and even uh, humbled himself to the cross, even the death on the cross. So he went as low as dying. He humbled himself. The lowest thing that he could have done was death. And there are different ways of dying. There are different types of death. This death was the lowest and only criminals died that kind of death. Nobody dies that kind of death. Not just criminals. The worst criminals died that kind of death. And he died with worst criminals. That's why the book, according to what we read in John, sorry, Luke chapter four, uh, 23, verse uh, 30, 36, that was particularly in 40, um, 42, 43. He says that, hey, don't you know we deserve what we are going through? They knew, they knew that they were real, proper, certified criminals. They knew it. They knew that their status, they were not permitted, they knew. In fact, if they were made to live, they wouldn't understand it. They knew they were supposed to die because of the atrocities. One of them, I believe, is likely to be a serial killer. Yeah. And the other one is an armed robber, a rapist. Serial killer has killed many children. And any time you release him, he starts killing people. So they knew each other. And they were now on the cross. And Jesus was in there. I I think I preached a message a time ago. Jesus, what are you doing there? I mean, if you do that, what what, what are you doing amongst criminals? It's too holy to die in the midst of, in between criminals. No, Jesus really does not belong to the cross. Never belong to the cross. That is why he gave the 
politician a, a very critical crisis. His conscience couldn't let him. How can I crucify? I mean, how can I do this to a man like this? No, I can't do it. So he was determined to let him go. Because at least he has a level of conscience. And he has to, even if he was a, 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 a fake and a corrupt leader, he had a certain level of little conscience left that I can't do this. I, I can't kill such a man. No, no, I won't. I, won't. I, I can't do this. They said, hey, you have to kill him. They said, I, he said, I won't do it. Said, the wife complicated matters said, please, don't have anything to do with this man's blood because of the dreams I've had in our house. This man, since they, you started dealing with this matter. But it wasn't in his power. Because Jesus said, I've come to do your will. That's why Jesus kind of extended some sympathy for him. He said, go ahead, go on. Go on. He said, him who delivered me to you is guilty of greater sin. So you also sin it. Uh, let, me, let me digress and let you know. Let me digress and let, let you know something. Pontius Pilate will never die in peace. Unless he meets Jesus, he becomes one again. Do you know why? Other people might be sinful and die in sins. But him, what he did, what he did was one of the highest lawless behavior. He was supposed to enforce law. And he flipped law upside down. He knew what he was doing was wrong. He, he knew that you, you can't kill. I mean, at least let him be a bad guy who is not even... Uh, uh, guilty. If a bad guy is not guilty, at least you can say. But the first time, first ever he has seen a perfect, a pure person. And he's, he authorized his execution. He wouldn't have died if that guy didn't have, hadn't authorized it. He underwrote. <laughs> he authorized the execution. Kill him. So in Acts chapter 2, Bible says that, verse 23, you through lawless hands he said, you Jews, Jesus Christ, delivered by the, uh, have you, it was God's plan, but you, <coughs> you have taken by lawless hands. Wow. Jesus' crucifixion was one of, no, no one, is the most lawless expression of humanity. Wow. Lawless hands. If you talk about decency, put the law of God aside. You are talking about normal, moral, human law. Common sense law, what they did was very lawless. They used, so Pontius Pilate was not innocent. Even though he didn't want to be part of it, he wanted to bail himself out of it. But still, he authorized the dead. Lawless hands. Lawless hands, and they crucified him. But that was the plan of God. The big question is why would God plan this? Why would God plan this? I know what you are thinking. Isaac is likely to be thinking that is there no another way, another means God can sort this issue of sin out without necessarily dealing with this innocent guy? Another way. Another way. He says that for 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19, knowing that you are not redeemed by corruptible things from your. Uh, tradition of your fathers and whatever, but corruptible things, but you have, verse 19 said, you have been, by, by the precious blood, ah, the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Verse 20, very interesting text. He indeed was foreordained, ordained before 
the foundation of the world. Before the foundation of the world, he was foreordained. In Revelations, I think chapter um, 8, verse 13 or so, it talks about the lamb who was slain from the foundation, Revelation 13, 8. All who dwell on the earth will worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the lamb. Slain. When? It was a done deal before it was physically manifested. It just had to happen in time. The question is, why would God do this? I need you to understand this very carefully. When you read Romans chapter 5, verse 8, it talks about how God demonstrated his love for us, that Christ died for us. Why did he die? Who did he die for? Let's all say Christ died for, died for us. Please say it again. Who did Christ die for? In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, chapter um, 15, verse 3, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3, it talks about, for I delivered to you first of all that which I, uh, I also received, that Christ died for our sins. Why did Christ die? Sins. Why did Christ die? It's clear in the scriptures that Christ died for our sins. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 28 Hebrews chapter 9, verse 28. It talks about as Christ was, so Christ was offered once, once to bear the sins of many. Why was he offered? Yes. So he died, offered there, he died, gave himself as a ransom for our sins. So he died to bear the sins of many. Galatians chapter 1, verse 4. Galatians chapter 1, verse 4. Who gave himself for who? Our who gave himself for who? Our so you can tell from scripture that he, the purpose of him going, watch this, this is important, don't miss this. The purpose of Christ going to the cross was for our sins. But it seems that there was a bigger agenda more than just for us. There seemed to be, it seems like Christ, even though he died for us, when you look at it technically, he did not die for us, just for us. Christ died for God. <laughs> Christ died for God. Let's all say that together. I think that's, that should be the title of my message. Christ died for God. Oh, can I hear you all say it together? One more time. I know you're wondering what kind of what, what kind of philosophy is this? This one is too much. Christ died for God. Christ died for God. All the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? Ah, ah. 
God has deep things that you will realize that's what God is doing. Who has been his counselor or who has first given to him and it shall be recompensed unto him again. For of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be the glory forever. Oh, so it looks like all things that happen is actually for his glory. Ah. <laughs> for his glory. Romans 16, 27. For his glory. Jude 24. It says, 27 says that to God only wise be glory through Jesus Christ. Ah. Ah, ah, ah. So through Jesus Christ forever. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 18. God delivered me from wicked the beast. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 18. And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom to whom be glory forever and ever. First Timothy 1.17 unto the king eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, honor and glory. Someone say glory. glory. Isaiah chapter 45 verse 5. Isaiah chapter 45 verse 5 said, I am the Lord and there is no, no other. There is no God beside me. I will get you through, I'll, I'll get you though you have not known me. I am the Lord. There's no God besides me. There's only one God. So anything that should go to God, for instance, in Ephesians chapter 3, verse, verse 20, unto him who is, who, uh, is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can think or ask for, to him be the glory. To him be the glory. Verse 21. To him be the glory. In Jude, verse 24, in Jude, he said, him who is able, to him who is able to keep you from falling. I like that so much. To him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Look at the verse 25. He said, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion, power, both now and forevermore. Now, I'm bringing you closer to the cross now. In Philippians chapter 2, in Philippians chapter 2, I quoted it earlier on, verse 7 talks about how he became obedient to death on the cross. Bible says that, for wherefore God has also highly exalted him and given him a name that is above all names, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow. Oh, that's interesting. That at the name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow. All uh, of things in heaven and things on earth and things under the earth. Look at verse 11. We are getting there. And, and, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord. How? To the glory of the Father. His dying on the cross is ending up to the glory of the Father. The death on the cross was for God. Revelations chapter 5. Revelation chapter 5, you remember, where is the lamb seated on the throne? 
He says that, he said, I, I wept because I found no one worthy to open a scroll and to read it, to break the seal and to read it. And then the angel said to me, weep not, weep not, for the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. So I turned to see, I, I, I turned, and when I turned, I, I, I saw in the midst of the throne and the midst of the 24 elders, a lamb, as though it has just been, been slain. And Bible talks about how the elders fell before him, and they sang a song. That's very important. Look at verse 9. Look at verse 9. Verse 9 says that, and they sang a song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open it, uh, open its seal, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God. Oh, so you redeemed us to, God had a plan for himself. Bible talks about how he works all things according to the counsel of his own will. So that's why you couldn't stop the death of Christ because the death of Christ, much as he was dying for us, he was dying for God. Ah, but why should that be one? To bring glory to God. All things to him be glory. First Peter First Peter chapter um, 4, verse 11. First Peter chapter 4. Actually, First Peter chapter 2, verse 24 talks about how he died for our sins. But when you look at verse 11, First Peter chapter um, 4, verse 11, it, it talks about how if anyone speaks, let him speak as the, of the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God has <laughs> supplied. That in all things, I love this one, that in all things, God may be glorified through Jesus. Ah, it's there in the scriptures. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Well, without end, glory is supposed to come to God. So Jesus said, I did not seek my own glory. I seek the glory of the one who sent me. So he's dying on the cross, what for the glory of God. That is why when you go back into the conversation and the conference in heaven, he said, send me, O Lord, for I come to do your will, O God. He was coming to do his will to bring him glory. Not because I went to preach somewhere some time ago. I think last, we had a camp about a few weeks ago, one of the branches, and I was telling them that, don't be mistaken to think I love you so much, that's why I've come here. I love God so much, that's why I've come here. So much as you are so important to me, it is because God sent me to you. So if you have someone to say thank you to, don't start with me. Get, let it get to God. Because in fact, had it not been for him, please, don't be deceived. I won't do this thing. <laughs> this thing is too demanding and too complicated. Had it not been for him, I won't do this. And so he says that even the things we do is meant to bring the glory to God. So Jesus Christ died for the glory of God. He died so that he, he, made, he died to bring us to God. He redeemed us for our God. He redeemed us for our God. Someone say Jesus died for the purpose of God. Jesus died for God. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Pastor, you've said quite a bit. Is that all? No, 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 no. I want to take a bit further why, in what way does it belong to God? Does it help God in a certain sense? 
That's the scripture I read, Romans chapter 3. That's interesting. Do you know why he died for God? All have sinned. Um, you know, during the days of old, the Jews, and it's always been like that. Do you know somebody, a certain, some, I think a pastor friend of mine, one day he passed a comment, and it was, I found it very interesting. Yeah, I remember he's a pastor from mine. He said, some Christians, they are born again, they are in church, and the way they behave, they won't dare behave like that in the, at the shrine. Yeah. You won't go to a shrine and argue with a shrine usher. <laughs> oh, with the host team of the shrine. <laughs> Many years ago, I had a story. I had a story of a gentleman. I've told you before. In you know, in Africa, voodoo is real. It's actually real here, but it's, it's just put. They put. We put suit and things on it, and it looks like. <laughs> Uh, voodoo, voodoo with iPad and, and digital systems. <laughs> voodoo with, on the app. <laughs> so, this guy, you know, when you go to the voodoo, and all those who, who practice secret cults and other things, please don't dare break the principle they give you. You, you will, this guy, you know, I know people who have wealth and have empires and they did some whatever, pacts with the devil. In fact, there are people in society now who are into pact with the devil. Some of them have sold their souls. So some of us, we are following that, I follow this one, they're in a pact with the devil. Because when you look at their demeanor and everything they do, they are reflecting something that is so demonic. It's a pact. They are into pacts. Some are into politics. Some are into fashion. Some are into sports. Some are into entertainment. The entertainment war. Yeah. So, now, if you have the pact and they make you become global and you are not supposed to marry, it doesn't matter even if an angel tempts you. You can't marry, or you can't know. Let's say you, you are not supposed to have a sexual relation with any human being. Right, right. Oh yeah, you don't know. Some of them are into that. Yeah, some of some of the some of the some of the terms and conditions of the occult is very st- strong. That's why people have come to church and you are just uh, taking it for granted. That, that's what I'm drawing your attention to. If God had those kind of terms and conditions. Like all that is, oh, I don't know why I can't stop fornicating. You would have stopped a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> if God had those kind of conditions. Yeah, you even go near it. Yeah. In the Old Testament, God, God watch this, I'm about to say something very theologically important. God overlooked a lot. He overlooked a lot. There are only few instances where he brought judgment. Judgment that God should have brought, he didn't. He overlooked a lot. And he still... I don't know who I'm talking to now. (laughs) (laughs) Still overlooked. 
<laughs> We've asked for forgiveness so many times. You know where you are going to go after today? And you are planning by Sunday you ask for forgiveness. <laughs> I heard. <laughs> So, these Jews were surrounded with people with all kinds of strange gods. And they know the character. Everybody, you know the characteristic of these gods and this religion. Some of them, we can even have in our modern day some religions that they'll kill you right now. Yes. They'll, they'll kill you straight away. Openly, they don't care. Openly, let police come, they'll kill you. They'll kill you for their God. Because God said, anyone who does that must die. God. The God, most of these gods do not defer judgment. Because they are not weak gods. That's why you don't cross them. They are not weak gods. You cross, I mean, people can sit on television or radio and insult Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. They can stand, they can stand in the eyes of the whole world. At Oscars and insult Jesus. And people think, oh, that's so fashionable. <laughs> and you have to buy their music and watch their movies. They will come promote and say, I give thanks to the devil. And challenge, if there is any God who is power, let him take my life. Where are you, God? God! Look at what Hitler did. Where was God? Where is God? When man is so, can be so wicked and commit atrocities like this. Where is God? God, where are you? There are only a few times in the Old Testament where God executed judgment. Like when Uzzah tried to hold the uh, the ark that was falling. Like Sodom and Gomorrah. Like the days of Noah. But much of it, God in, 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 in Acts chapter 17, verse 30, it's very interesting. It says that truly, the times of ignorance, God overlooked. Ah! Wow. In one of the translations said, God winked. It's like, how many of you know that there's a difference between to overlook and to forgive? Yeah. Overlooking is a very bad thing. You are a police officer. You are on duty. And you see people breaking into a shop. And you overlook. You turn your face like you didn't know what's going on. Actually, that, that comes across as criminal. Yeah. You, you, you are aiding and abetting. To overlook some things. You saw your cousin. He's been transferring large amounts into your account. Into your account. And I tell you, buy this for me. And you knew that something was wrong. You knew he, did, he was not working. He was in school. And you overlooked it. <laughs> because you are using some to buy your tickets. <laughs> now there seems to be a problem here. In Exodus chapter 34... Verse 6 and 7, there seems to be a problem here. In Exodus chapter 34, verse 6 and 7, the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful, say merciful. And gracious, say gracious. Long suffering, say long suffering. 
and abounding in goodness and truth. Yes, Lord. If you are abounding in, in fact, Abraham said to God, would the judge of all flesh not do well, all the earth not do well? And in 2 Timothy chapter 4, Paul calls him the righteous judge. He's a righteous judge. He's the judge of all flesh. Abraham said, would the judge of all on the earth, Genesis chapter 19, will he not do right? Will he 18 rather verse 19? And have known. And he says that Abraham said to do righteous. Um, would the judge of all the earth not do right? Then he started negotiating God. Because he knew, yeah, that's the 25, rather, please. Shall not the judge of the earth do right? God is righteous. Let's all say God is righteous. Oh, I didn't hear you say it. I want you to shout it louder. God is righteous. God is holy. God is pure. Now, back to Exodus chapter 34. Is someone learning something at all? Exodus chapter 34, it says that the Lord God, merciful, gracious, that word, long-suffering. So he knows that you are doing something wrong and he can deal with you by just waiting. He's holding on. God, do something. Ah, that's why people ask the question, if there's God, why are people suffering like that? Is he not aware? Doesn't he? Is he not all-powerful? Can't he do something about your simple problem? Can't you do something? God, look at the way they are lying on me. Look at the way they are betraying me. Look at the way they are treating me. God, can't you do anything? And it's like, no wonder Jesus on the cross said, Eli, Eli, where are you God? Father, Father, where, where are you God? This is getting too much. <laughs> it's getting a bit much now. Will the judge of all flesh not do right? And so he says that God overlooks. But then he says, Exodus, he says that God is long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth. Now look at the next verse. That's very scary. Keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquities and transgressions and sins. So God forgives iniquities. God forgives transgressions. God forgives sins. And then the next statement is a very worrying one. And by no means clearing the guilty. And he will visit the iniquities of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and fourth. He hasn't let go. But Bible says that he is merciful. He's long-suffering. And he's talking about how he will by no means clear the guilty. In other words, he won't spare the guilty. He won't spare the guilty. So in the old day, olden days, in the Old Testament, things were going on. Romans chapter 3, verse 23, said, for all have sinned. Yeah. Say, all have sinned. All have sinned. So God, what are you, what you going to do? You have to do something because you can't spare the guilty. You got to do something. Your righteousness is on the line. Show that you are also righteous. We know you are good. We know you are merciful. We know you are kind. We, we believe you are just. But it looks like you are not demonstrating your righteousness. God, where are you? Put your righteousness on display. Display your, demonstrate your righteousness, God. Psalm 78, verse 38. 
Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 78, verse 38. What does it say? But he, be full of. Many a times, many a times, he turned his anger away. God, why are you turning? I, the other gods, they will, wait, they will react. They will act. Immediately, they will act. Why is God not acting? Why are you turning away your anger? Why are you turning? And he says that in the times of ignorance, God overlooked. Ah, that even makes it look like he's not a righteous God. It's not, it doesn't look like, because nobody who is righteous will overlook evil. You can't turn away, turn your eyes away as though you, do. you are aware, but you are, oh, I do, I've not seen anything. What's happened? Hey, don't worry, I've not seen anything. You overlooked? You overlooked? How can you do that, God? In Acts chapter 2, verse 4, sorry, Romans chapter 2, verse 4. Romans chapter 2, verse 4. Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? So he has long-suffering. But I said, don't take it for granted. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, uh, it talks about how the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some good count them, but it's long-suffering towards us. Say, God is patient. patient. Romans chapter 1, verse 5. Romans chapter 1, verse 5 talks about through him we have received grace and apostleship for uh, 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 for obedience to the faith amongst all nations. Say, all nations. nations. What what does the verse 6 say? Amongst all nations, among whom you also are called. By Jesus Christ. So, in fact, when you read it earlier, it talks about how God demonstrates his patience. Through his patience, he had, he had been waiting. Now, we are getting to the crux of the message. Before we go there, God had to find a way of dealing with Moses. ex Medra. God had to find a way of relating to Aaron, the one who built a, built a whole idol for people to worship. A priesthood. <laughs> he built a whole idol. He collected offerings and used the offering to build idol. He said, now, this is your God. He should have gotten rid of him immediately. Immediately. David, a murderer. He finished murdering and still playing plays and worship. <laughs> God, kick him out of the choir. <laughs> Solomon. His name should his name shouldn't have been mentioned in the Bible. When if it was our standard. Solomon? Rahab? Where did these guys come from? Because this scripture still stands. All have sinned. 
So it doesn't matter how well they behaved. They were still on the side of guilty. Okay, so God had to put in a system. And he allowed it for them to use it. To look like he's accepting them. What was the system? It's called sacrifices. So there were sacrifices according to Hebrew. Hebrews uh, chapter 9 verse 10 11. They were sacrificing him for that moment. They were doing sacrifices. And what was the sacrifice supposed to do? It was supposed to take care of their sins. I even forgot one scripture. Micah chapter 7 verse 18. That's a very nice one. Look at Micah 7 18. Micah 7 18. Who is God like you? Pardoning iniquity and passing over transgressions of the remnant of the. This area. How, well, why would you pass over transgressions? Righteous God. Why would you pass over transgressions? What kind of God is this? So, in the past, they would mock the Jews. And the Jews themselves knew that this question about God, we haven't been able to answer. Because it doesn't, it doesn't look like he deals with unrighteousness promptly. And so, there had always been kind of a question mark on the name of God. And he has instituted sacrifices. But the problem with sacrifices is, according to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 3 and 4, <coughs> it's quite interesting that the Bible uses the word, uh, both in those sacrifices, there's reminders every year, sin of sin every year, verse 4. For it's, that thing is very interesting. For it is, it is not possible that the blood of bull should take away sins. You know, I told you the dummy, the dummy key. Yes. So Moses was using a dummy key. (laughs) Moses died knowing the blood never cleansed his sins. Yeah. (laughs) Dummy blood. Are are you getting something? David died knowing that he has never fixed the same thing. But he found himself in the presence of God when he died. Moses was there. And the Moses appears, hey, how, how did I appear here? Because they knew when you walk with God, you know that those blood don't work. You knew that the blood that was being offered, those sacrifices, didn't we just read it in Hebrews chapter 10? That sac- Let's look at it, Hebrews chapter 10 verse, um, no, no, not this one, verse 8, verse 8. Hebrews 10, 8. It says that previous saying, sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings and sins offerings, you did not desire. No hard place. But so why were they doing it, God? They'll finish. Let's go through all that they finish it. God said, okay, don't worry. It's like, it's like you know, um, your child, you really need money to maybe fix something at home. And it's your birthday. And then your child, four-year-old, six-year-old, that's a card painting. So, Daddy, I have money for you. And gives you, oh, so thank you so much. That's so nice. And you put it aside. You accept it, so you encourage the child. But where your mind is at, the money you need, this is not money. This, this, he, has, he has designed paper money. He has designed paper money on the card. And he's bringing it, he's bringing it to you as a gift. Won't you accept it? You will accept it. But at least, you know, this is not what I'm looking for. Or, or you check your your books, and you realize maybe you are self-employed guy, they haven't paid you. 
Some business you do with them, they haven't paid you. You check the account, it hasn't come. And you have so, and then you are with them on the phone. You haven't paid it. They said, no, no, we, we, we said, no, I don't like this. You have to pay me. And then your child, you finish, your child, daddy, don't worry, leave them alone. I'll give you the money. <laughs> because, because Auntie came and gave her five pounds, one pound. He has brought the nine pound savings to take care of your 900,000 pounds. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. <laughs> so, that is what was happening. He said, sacrifices and sacrifice for sin. Ben, you did not desire. Yeah. It is, you don't have pleasure in them. Yeah. Because according to, uh, which were offered according to the law. So God has said, do it, but it can't do the job. So really, sins were still not forgiven or taken away. Sins were still not taken away. And it left a question mark on the righteousness of God. Wow. David was in heaven, I'm wondering, God, you haven't done anything about Bathsheba thing I did. <laughs> but he's wondering, why am I here? And you know what? When the criminal, the criminal, the thief on the cross, Luke chapter 24, verse 43, when he gets to heaven, the angels will ask you, um, Ask you, but what, what are you doing here? Your name is not. What, what are you doing here? Tell us what you did and you got here. He said, um, Am I supposed to do it? I've done anything. He said, Yeah, everybody who comes here has to do something. So no, I, I didn't do anything and I came. Said, hold on. Then Angel said, Hold on. I have to call my supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy here. He said he didn't do anything. He's come, but she let him in. Then the supervisor comes and said, um, Yes. What, can you tell how you, how you got here? I did, I did, what did you do? He said, I didn't do anything good or anything. I'm just there. What, am I supposed to do anything? He said, no. So, so how come you, can, you got it? He said, that man on the cross just told me, come. <laughs> <laughs> the man on the cross, and he told me, come. And I'm come, I've come. I just accepted I'm, I'm here. As soon as he enters, David will say, oh, you're here too. He said, yeah, none of us deserve to be here, you know. But the man on the, on the cross, when I was dying, one thing I knew, there's a man coming on the cross. Ah. Abraham would say, when I was dying, there was a man coming on the cross. All those who escaped and the long sufferings of God, they knew when you meet God, they were only saved by faith in the coming cross. Now, let's look at the text. Let's look at the text. Let's look at it. Before you get overexcited, let's look at the text. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. It says... For all have sinned and they come short of the glory of God. Being justified freely by hey, his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Being justified. Do you know what it means to be justified? When you are acquitted, that you are clean now. You are, just, you, are, you are in. Being justified freely. I didn't have to do anything. Okay. Won't I pay for the things? No. Freely. How? Freely. But the redemption that is in Christ Jesus is going to get more serious. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. Whom God, Christ, eh, God set him forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. Now, wait, wait, wait. I know you'll be talking about propitiation. It's not a type of apple. <laughs> propitiation just means means of satisfaction. Remember? My, I've come in the volume of the books written on me. For sacrifices and offerings of for sin, 
you did not have pleasure. So those things never did it for God until Christ came on the cross. <sighs> the death of Christ on the cross, that's why Pontius Pilate could not stop it. It was for God's satisfaction. To satisfy the righteousness of God. Ah, to satisfy the justice of God. To satisfy the mercies of God. To, justice, to, to satisfy the goodness of God. That God is, to, to satisfy what this, the holiness of God. God is so holy, his holiness must be satisfied. God's blood can't satisfy him. Animal blood could not do it. Neither could human blood do it. What can ever satisfy him? What can satisfy the justice? So God knows that sin has been dealt with because he will by no means spare the guilty. So for many years, he was holding back. He was overlooking. He was holding because God is long-suffering. He was holding back. He was holding back. He was holding back. Looking, waiting for the cross. He was holding back. He was holding back. He was holding back. Then Christ dies for the, on the cross to take care of all the sins that were in the past. Now watch this. It's in your Bible. Look at Romans again. Verse 25. Whom God set for to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. To, ah! To do what? To make a statement of God's righteousness. To declare his righteousness for the remission of sins thou okay. finally Ah, finally, this sin that has happened concerning David, concerning Abraham, concerning Noah, concerning Elijah, concerning all that ever lived, all their sins, God had to make a statement of his righteousness that I've dealt with that sin. Uh, if I were you, I would shout Hallelujah. He has dealt with their sins. He never overlooked it or he never let it go unpunished. Watch this. No sin ever goes unpunished with a holy God. As long as a holy God is concerned, no sin, no iniquity, no transgression ever goes unpunished with a holy God, with a righteous God, with a just God, else you have put his justice into disrepute. You have put his holiness into question. No sin. And so when Christ was going to the cross for the first time and the only time, listen, there's only one God and there's only one way to him. He said, he said I'm, I'm, I'm God and there's no other. There's no other. So, Christ, let's look at the text again. Who God set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance, you see, through the forbearance of God. So, as God, it's like he was Holding on, holding on. He was waiting for the cross. NIV. Let's look at how the NIV puts it. I prefer New American Standard Version, please. 
whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in his blood through faith, this was to demonstrate his righteousness, God's righteousness, because in the forbearance of God, he passed over the sins previously committed. Let's look at the NIV then. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, he had had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He left it unpunished. So now he has to display his righteousness. He said, you want to know I can punish sin? Look at, look at the cross. Look at the, the cross was for God. The cross was for God. The cross, Christ died on the cross for God. That's what we can see. To demonstrate, let me finish the text in 26. Whom God set forth to be propitiation through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God, to declare, I say, At this time, his righteousness. Did you see the emphasis? To declare his righteousness. God needed the cross to make a statement of his justice. Well, he wants to serve notice to the devil. You can't go free. Every now and then, he executed judgment. But that was just once in a while. In the Old Testament. Look at how this sum of... Sometimes I even think, the guy who killed John the Baptist. So the wife, that, that Herodias, what, Bible didn't say anything about her. Okay, tell us how he died. At least Judas, we were told he died. Died in a very funny way. But tell us about Herodias. John the Baptist was so innocent. Look at the way they chopped his head off. Because of a dance. Yeah. I think it's not as old too. It's more than that. <laughs> yeah. Jezebel? Jezebel? People who committed atrocities? Wicked people. Herod killed so many children. Because he hated the king that they said, some people have come from China and they said, <laughs> 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 they said a king has been born in UK. And so he decided to kill all children under two years because of a Chinese report or a spy balloon or something. They, they, they <coughs> this man was, was wicked. He killed his own mother. He's, he was, human beings can be wicked. Though. Yeah. Godless human beings. That's why if you want them to have guns, then please allow Christianity to get into the schools. If you take it out of the schools, remove the guns from their hands quickly. Civilization doesn't save man from polluted hearts. The more we look civilized, a lot of things that are going on. Civilization without God is animalization. We are becoming like animals. And the law cannot stop it. Even the law of God couldn't stop people from misbehaving. How much more? more, uh, 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 Parliament, law from parliament. (laughs) You can put a person in prison, but you can't change his behavior. 
Some of you, if, I, if you had not found yourself in church by now, you'd have been in prison. Yeah. You found yourself in Christ and no one told you some things. You just knew I'm a new creation. The, the Bible changes lives. Let me digress. Let me go off for one moment. One of the signs that show that the Bible is the word of God is the impact, the life-changing effect it has on people who open their heart to the Bible. The life change, not mind changing, life changing impact. The Bible said the, the word of God is living. It is Hebrews Hebrew chapter 4, verse 12. It is powerful, it's living, it has life. It's quick, it has life. The word of God is living, it's living, it's alive. Get it inside you and you see what you do to your marriage. Get it inside you, you see what you do to do to your career. Get it inside you and you do what you do to your ministry. Pastor, open the Bible. It will work in the ministry. Open the Bible. Let the Bible speak. Let the Bible speak. Let the Bible speak. I feel like preaching. Let the Bible speak. The word of God. What the heart of man is, is Jesus. Satan will do everything to block it. Especially those who are into pacts with the devil. Wherever they find themselves, whether in politics, whether in academia, whether in music, whether in whatever industry, once entertainment, once they have had a pact, they will fight anything Christ. They will use every means, intellectual means, social means. They will even want to shut down churches. They will shut down churches, and it's not because they are atheists, because they are opening up for other religions. So if you are atheist, you won't be celebrating other religion making room, uh, making their way somewhere. Because it's a religion. Why are you bringing religious matters here? So if it is not a religion, what is about what about Christianity are you so much afraid of? What about Christianity? Let anyone try to stand for public office in the West and make a mistake and say I'm a Christian. They will pull you down fast. You can't be in any high position and say I am a Christian. You are making a mistake. If you go and hold the Bible, you are just gathering enemies for yourself let alone for you to be a president and hold the Bible in front of a vandalized church. It is the bishops in the church who rise against you. Leave the world, the church, the, the agents of the devil in the church. They'll be debating whether we should change the word of God and add some things or not. Meanwhile, the word of God is pure. The word of God is holy. The word of God is settled. Don't change anything. Write your own Bible and use it in your own church. The church of God needs the word of God. Don't change anything. Don't change anything. Don't change anything. You think we don't know who you are? You are not one of us. You are not one of us. And you can't represent us. You are no one of us. You are just a politician. Pontius Pilate is even better than you. Because at least he has some resistance to, men, to, 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 to do what was a bit right in the sight of a holy person. 
Yes. They don't find anything little wrong about church. Blow it out of proportion. Add what doesn't exist. Church leaders are not perfect. What I'm trying to say, the attack is not about a person who is not so holy. Because why don't we hear these things from other religions? Why, why do you cover other religions up? Why must it only be bishops? Why must it only be a pastor in a black church? In London. And it can be so twisted and presented in such a way you hear, you feel like throwing it up. How, how, can, I, how can a pastor do this? How, 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 how. But the message is God is righteous. God is holy. David entered not qualified. Because Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says, For by grace are you saved through faith. <laughs> that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. Not of works. Let any man. See? In Romans chapter 3, verse 19 and 20, whatever was said in the law, now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, why? That every mouth, including Moses, shut up. You can't boast. Moses got to heaven knowing he wasn't qualified. David got to heaven knowing he wasn't. Mary got to heaven knowing he wasn't qualified. I will get to heaven knowing I'm not qualified. You will get to heaven knowing I'm not qualified. On what grounds can you go to heaven? Because the eternal sacrifice. We put our faith. So Bible says so that God will be the uh, just and the justifier of those who put their faith. Now, he has met the demands of justice and at the same time, he has carried out his redemptive purpose. So what the scripture we read, no, 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 yeah, Romans 3, 26 said, to declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness, that God might be, the, might be just, and at the same time, the justifier of the one who put his faith in Jesus. So he's justified for not punishing you. On what grounds? Because his righteousness has been demonstrated on what he did to Christ. That's why I told you, God is the primary planner of the death of Christ. Because he did that to demonstrate his righteousness. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having been made a curse for us. For it's written, curse is he who hangs on the tree. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21, it says that, For he made him, Christ, who knew no sin, to be sin for oh oh. This is what is even the conundrum about God. That the pure God, the just one, the holy one, comes on earth and he puts our sin on him, on the cross. Why would God do that? He wants to show how he won't tolerate sin. So he says, two reasons I'm giving you why the death of Christ was for God. Number one, to demonstrate God's righteousness. Number two, to satisfy God's justice. Propitiation, that he will satisfy. God will look at the cross 
and he says, that's it. That's it. That's it. My justice has been satisfied. So one, to demonstrate his righteousness. Two, to satisfy his justice. To satisfy his holiness. To satisfy his righteousness. To dem- so nothing could satisfy. That's why the sacrifices could not work. But why did you give them? It's just something to keep them going. God, it wasn't working. That's why I said, Lo, I, I come to do your will. Oh God. Jesus died on the cross for God, to the glory of God. And he says in Jude 24, now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless. Now, human beings can be presented. I don't even know why you are not shouting hallelujah. To present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. With exceeding joy. Oh, I feel like dancing. This is good enough for my present worship. Hallelujah. I thank God for the cross. present you faultless to present you faultless before the presence of his glory ah, ah. that's why we sing some of the songs we sing in church light of the world you step down into darkness open my eyes let me see beauty that made this heart adores you Oh, for a last one, here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you are my God. All together lovely. All together worthy. All together wonderful to me. I'll never know how much it costs to see my sins on the cross. I'll never know. I'll never know. I'll never know. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. The best thing that can happen to you is being exposed to the Word of God. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. You can also find more information about Caris Church and our upcoming services by visiting caris.org. Be blessed.